VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour one on this Thursday. Come on in, stay a while. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, Play of the Day poll question, Stat of the Day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of The Dan Patrick Show. Make sure you check out all the great merchandise we have. Yes, it's after Christmas, but we don't stop. Every day's the Super Bowl. Every day's Christmas. Go to danpatrick.com. A lot of great t-shirts there. And uh, we're still taking requests via Twitter of where Seton and the French could should uh, stop through on their way to the Super Bowl in Arizona. They have the Sprinter van, the Sprinter van that you can win. Doesn't cost you anything. Go to danpatrick.com. You'll see the rules. Sign up. And maybe when we get to Phoenix, we'll pull your name. Yes, Seton. Lucky for us, uh, we've already got a ton of breweries reaching out to us. Hey, you guys need a beer while you're on your way out there or something. Yeah, we'll let you know. The French kid and Seton are getting together to uh, plot their route coming up next week, and then we'll let you know. Also, tomorrow, we'll let you know where we will be, where the show will be in Arizona for the Super Bowl. The plan is to head right through basically the middle of the country. Okay. I think that's what we're doing, although we have gotten quite a bit of feedback about Nebraska in February might get tricky. <laughs> okay. All right. A lot of like, hey, watch out for I-82. You got to swing down on 36 and cut over. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. All right. But we're taking requests here of where they should take the Sprinter van through for the night. And uh, you can do a meet and greet, Seton. Yep. We're going yep. right through the plains, the heartland of America. Yep. We'll wave. That's, at least that's the plan. That's the plan. Yes, Paul. Uh, right before they go, I think I'm going to do a little contest with us. The, we got to go closest city that they get stuck in. We're like, you know, we're stuck in North Platte, North Dakota. I don't know, somewhere like that. <laughs> Nebraska, whatever. You know, I'd like, though, when you're uh, ordering uh, an Uber and then you get to see the car as it's pulling up, could fans be able to get something that says we know where Seton and the French kid are with the van? 
I don't know if we uh, have the technology or maybe it's asking a little too much, but you could follow along with you guys on we your We could probably trip. figure out some facsimile of that. Okay. Yeah. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning. Good morning to those watching on Peacock. Thank you. It's our streaming partner. And uh, download the app. Josh Dumel sent me a note yesterday. Oh, hunky. Josh Dumel, who's in a movie with J-Lo coming out. Was he in the shower again? He was. No, that oh. that one was awkward. He was in <laughs> Africa. I don't know who he was in Africa with. Probably Miss Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. It's like when he arrives in a country, they just present him. Yes. With, here, here's Miss Venezuela. They give you gifts. Yes. 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 He, uh, it wasn't uh, Fergie. I think they were separated or divorced or something at the time. But I remember that he was taking video of wildlife. Or somebody was taking video of wildlife, and then all of a sudden it panned over, and Josh was in an outdoor shower. (laughs) And I went, okay. May have been a selfie, Dan. Oh. May have been a selfie. Okay. Meant just for you. Yeah. If you know what I mean. (laughs) Josh Dumel goes, can I be a Danette for a day? (laughs) I go, well, can you bring J-Lo? He goes, no. I said, all right. Well, we would consider Josh Dumel Danette for a day. And then he wanted to know, how do I watch the show? And I said, you just get the Peacock app and then download it. And he goes, does it cost me anything? I said, no. (laughs) Really? I said, where have you been? Remember when he walked into the studio when we were in Los Angeles? And he walked in, he goes, oh, because he wasn't dressed. And he looked like a mess, but still looked like a million bucks. And he goes, is this show on TV? And we go, Josh, yes. Where have you been? I thought this was just a radio deal. Yeah, look at all the cameras around here. You've been on a set with cameras? Yes. So uh, Josh is vying to be a Danette for a day. Poll question for this day, Seton O'Connor, is? It sort of uh, goes right along with that, actually. Oh. Uh, which NFL, what's the better best NFL head coaching job available right now? Okay. Uh, your options are, right. obviously, Dan. So this is if we were picking, which would we pick? The right. best opening. Okay. Yeah, you got Panthers, Cardinals, Colts, Broncos, Texans. Okay. Let's see. So I've got the Colts. The Colts, it feels like they're closer than anybody else. The Colts or the Broncos feel like they're close to being competitive being a playoff team. New ownership with Denver, Russ's contract. The Colts need a quarterback. They do have some talent there. Colts had the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, they're in pretty good shape for second or third quarterback off the board. Broncos have no picks. Texans have the second pick. I don't know about the front office or ownership there. I don't know what other talent they have there. Cardinals, do you want to coach Kyler Murray? You got a roster, but then DeAndre Hopkins, I think, wants to be traded. And then you got the Panthers. Panthers have some defensive players. They, they have a couple of good young wide receivers. Uh, I, might, I might say Texans. Because it's, it's, you know, I got, I got everything that I want. I'm going to get paid. And I can uh, I can rebuild. Hopefully, with the help of the front office and uh, ownership, doesn't get involved. Colts feel like they're close, but then the Broncos. Okay, what is it that Russ is not doing? 
that team had a lot of talent, or at least gave the impression they had a lot of talent. Because remember, Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't go to Green Bay, he's probably going to Denver. And then Nathaniel Hackett got the job, and then we thought, okay, maybe that's where he's going to go. Now Nathaniel Hackett is going to the Jets as their quarterback's coach or offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? Question mark. Yes, Eaton. Do you have any concern about taking the Broncos' job just because you're you're signing yourself up to face Patrick Mahomes? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, right? I mean, you're part of the rebuilding process here, or whatever, right? Or you got to turn around this crappy team, and you're like, okay, now let's look at who we're going to be playing. I... You got the Chiefs twice. The Chargers are still good. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders are going to get a quarterback, and if you know, they, are they going to get an upgrade? From Derek Carr, you're going to get Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy G. They got a lot of talent. Because the competition sounds awesome, and you're like, oh, these are all great games, except for when you're on the downside. Yeah. And they're all on the upside. Yeah. Uh, this program brought to you by Legacy Box. Legacybox.com slash Patrick. Get an exclusive discount for my listeners. Kick off the new year rescuing your family's most treasured, cherished memories. That's treasured, cherished memories that haven't been watched or enjoyed in years. Legacy Box does all the work for you, sends it back, and everybody gets to enjoy all those photos and videotapes. It's LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Also, David Tepper is new to the game. He's the owner of the Carolina Panthers. I don't want my owner saying, we'll give Sean Payton whatever he wants. No, that's not what you do. You want to say that privately when he comes in and you have a conversation? I mean, sometimes I wonder about the guys who made a billion dollars to buy a team, what their business acumen is, their logic. You know, why say publicly we're going to give him whatever we he wants? Because he wants 20 to $25 million. <laughs> okay? You're going to give – Belichick makes 20. You're going to give Sean Payton 20 to $25 million to come in? Now, you have the money. Doesn't, you know, count against the salary cap. But – that's where, as an owner, I mean, be a little bit more stealthier. Because Sean Payton comes in, you can give him a presentation that says, all right, Sean, what do you want? Tony Dungy was with us yesterday, and he said, Sean Payton is not interviewed. He does the interviewing. He's going to come in and say, all right, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what I want to be paid. How many owners come out and say, we'll give you whatever you want? Not many. It's not a great business strategy, but I would say, Sean, come on in. I want you to tell me what you need to be successful. Okay. And then he's going to go, and I want 20 to $25 million. He wants a four-year deal reportedly for $100 million. Okay. Yes, Eden. One of the things that sort of follows that the story of Sean Payton and how much money he wants is almost always in the next line of like, so more than Bill Belichick. <laughs> so the guy who's won six Super Bowls more than that. But we kind of barely do that. We do it a little bit with, say, quarterbacks yeah. like Kirk Cousins. Oh, so you're going to make more than Tom Brady. So the guy who's won those <laughs> seven Super Bowls, you're going to make more than him. Then. OK, OK. It's a, it seems unfathomable for a head coach. But for a quarterback, it's kind of like, well, yeah, this is going right. Yes, but we didn't know what Belichick made for a long, long time. And that number and, still isn't even really... I don't really, know. I don't even really know if $20 million is the right yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know if that's right. But then when you hear that, it's like, okay, what's Belichick make? Because that seems like an awful lot for my head coach that I'm going to give you 20 to $25 million. Sean's a great coach. 
you're bringing him into Coach Carolina. How long is it going to take to turn this around? What do they have, the eighth or ninth overall pick? Yeah, and they were two games away from making the playoffs. Yeah, In a bad division. division. I kind of disagree on the Tepper thing. I kind of like his ownership style of, hey, I'm open for business. I'm going to go for the biggest ticket. And I think it emboldens the fan base. I compare it to Steve Cohen of the Mets, the new guy. He said, look, checkbook's open. And now they're in the playoffs, and now they're a competitive team. They're, they've got 20 more wins than before he got there. I, I think that plays well with free agents, But I don't too. need to say that. You if the job is great... He wants to be beloved by the fans. A lot of owners want to be beloved. And if you announce, I'm here to open up the checkbook... Okay, but what if you don't get him? What's it say about your franchise? We gave him everything, and he didn't want to come here. I guess it says to the fans, I'm, I gave it our best shot because all I care about is winning. It's like the, the owner of the Golden State Warriors. He's losing, not losing money, but overspending, and it's working. Yeah, but they're winning championships. Yeah. But Carolina's not doing anything. He's kind of the new guy, though. He, he, it just feels like it's not desperate, but you don't, you don't need to put everything out there. That I mean, hey, whatever it takes. You don't even, why do you say it publicly? You don't have to. Just say, hey, we want, now if you're saying I'm going to curry favor with the fans and they're going to go, well, at least you tried. But what's it say about your franchise if you gave him everything and he doesn't want to go there? Yes, he. Well, that's the thing, like uh, the the Sean Payton number asking $25 million for four years, or, you know, a year for four years yeah. is, is fine. But to me, it's like if you have the audacity to ask for that, what else are you asking for? <laughs> Yeah, because that's not the only thing that <laughs> comes true. with it. That's yeah. uh, that, that's just the public thing that we think we know. Yeah. The rest of it, I'm sure there's a gajillion more add-ons <laughs> that are probably more audacious. Uh, yes, yes, Paul. I'm very confused whether I'd want to work for Jim Ursay or not. He seems fun. He seems cool. I love his music collection, all that. But he seems like a very much of a wild card owner. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We've had him on before. Talks music, talks yeah, football. But the, like the Jeff Saturday decision, it makes you question him. Well, Tony Dungy said yesterday he still feels like Jim Ursay wants to make Jeff Saturday the head coach. <laughs> that would concern me because I don't think Jeff showed any signs of, you know, being a great coach or being able to handle this. Now, he might say, hey, let me have a full season, training camp, bring in my own guy, in fairness to him. But they weren't good at all. Yes, he and that I agree with the uh, sort of like youthful enthusiasm of new owners, right? David Tepper and Steve, Steve Cohen, Cohen and those guys, right? But I've watched more than enough sports documentaries to know that about a year or two into the new owner who's like, ah, let's just throw all this money around and we're going to spend all this. We're going to do all this stuff. All of a sudden they're like, so we can't sustain this. We need to cut, uh, we need to cut expenses. That's the Mikhail Prokhorov story with the Nets. Let's trade out our franchise's entire future for some old Celtics dudes. And a couple years later, I gotta get, I gotta bounce. I'm and once here. again, yeah. you make your billions, but you're not smart. You're not you're not basketball smart or football smart. These guys make their money. I don't know if you have the business acumen to run a football team. It's like, yeah, that's our guy. Progroff's like, yeah, let me make this trade and bring those washed up Celtics in here. Yeah, what? It didn't work out. I'm out of here. Yeah, Paul. I think people think, at least NFL people think, that the Rooney family is the smartest ownership or most respected ownership, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because they don't overspend. They've had three coaches. Yeah, and, and they don't fire coaches, <laughs> and they're very patient. But it's like, how does another team imitate what the Steelers do? We're not going to spend a lot, but we're not going to spend. Have ownership stay out of the football decisions. Is that what they do? 
when's the last time you heard Rooney's being quoted? Get in front of a microphone. It doesn't happen. It's true. They, they let you do your job. If I bring Mike Tomlin in, Mike, do your job. So the Steelers are basically the mirror image of the Cowboys. They're not ostentatious. They're more fan-friendly, yeah. yeah. simple stadium, great place to hang out, tailgate, don't overspend, yeah. no 89-foot jumbotron. And success. And an actual GM running. Yeah, they have success. Yeah. Sustainable success. Chuck Knoll, I mean, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. That's unbelievable. To have what? What are we dealing with? Fifty years of football? It's like being a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> yes. you, you get the job there, you're, you're set for life. <laughs> That's a great point. All right, let me let me take a break. Uh, oh, look who's going to join us, Jason Garrett, the uh, former Cowboys head coach, Football Night in America. I want him to take me through the interview process. What's it like when he went in, interviewed with Jerry Jones? after being the offensive coordinator with the Giants. And uh, we'll get his thoughts also on the playoffs. Uh, NBC will have the Chiefs and the Jags coming up. Feels like that's a game that nobody's talking about. Everybody's talking about the Cowboys and the 49ers. Some with Cincinnati and Buffalo, just because Joe Burrow is not backing down. You know, at his press conference, he's, you, you either love it or you don't, because it's either he's cocky or he's confident. But we'll talk about that because uh, I loved it. I loved what I heard from him. But it feels like there's one playoff game everybody's focused on. Like the Giants don't have a chance with Philadelphia. Really? And then you have the Jags, you know, big underdogs against Kansas City. So we'll talk about that coming up. Marcus Spears of the Mothership will join us coming up a little bit later on as well. We'll get to phone calls, settle on our poll question. All of that as we take a break here. Dan Patrick Show. Back after this. I've been talking about that Sprinter van. I Yesterday after the show, I just sat in it. I was like, damn, this is nice. I wanted to take a nap, but it's, it's out in the field house. And I just wanted to see. It's all cleaned up. It's ready to go. And that's the Sprinter van we're giving away at the Super Bowl. Yes, you, you should come out. Well, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, just do the ride, too. No. Just I, call in. If, if I could do the show as we went from city to city then I, I would do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would be going with the big German, and it would be just us two heading out. We'd go from city to city. But I can't. I got to entertain America Smoking here. cigars. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you guys are going to be doing whatever you're going to be doing on the road. Yep. Have <laughs> a fumigated. To enter, get official <laughs> rules. Visit danpatrick.com. Your chance to win. That beautiful Sprinter van customized by Gretsch RV, the Dan Patrick Show's ultimate fan van sweepstakes. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, get Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. 
They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of and those. Then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The NFL playoffs continue. Divisional round showdown. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags taking on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. What's up, Mahomes? Saturday, 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Presented by Intuit Turbo Tax. All right, the uh, poll question, Seton, give that to us, and then uh, we'll bet on what we think the right answer is. Yeah, the poll question is, which head coaching gig would you take? Panthers, Cardinals, Colts, Broncos, Texans. Okay. All right. Who wants to take a guess? The best opening right now. Todd, I'm going to start with you. The best opening is? Arizona. Arizona. All right. Marvin? Texans. Texans, okay. Paulie? Colts. Hmm. Best opening. Who's winning the poll, Seton O'Connor? I don't know that we have that data just yet. Dan. Oh, we don't? No, I don't know that we have that <laughs> oh, data. Oh, it was a big buildup. Yeah. That would have helped if we had data. Yeah, I don't think we have that data okay. yet. Okay. You should make it up like McLovin used to do. Oh. That's, that's always a good move. And he did admit that to me. Oh. I'd be like, are you getting those numbers? He goes, no, I made them up. I said, okay. <laughs> it's a good move. It's a solid move. Yeah. We don't have that data yet. No. But my vote would be, just because of recency bias, the Panthers. I think people are hot on that job right now. Well, I brought it up yesterday because I had a source say, hey, don't be surprised if Sean Payton, you know, that that is a job that he would look at strongly and add Tom Brady to the equation. And I thought, okay, if Tom does come back, is that the place you want to go? You may want to play for Sean Payton. Plus, if you're the Saints, as Tony Dungy pointed out, 
why would the Saints go, yeah, we'll let you have Sean Payton, just give us a first-round pick? Do you want to coach against Sean Payton in your division twice a year for the next four years? The Saints could then go, you know what? We want three first-round draft picks to let Sean Payton coach there. You need compensation because he's still under contract with the Saints. Arizona's tricky. I, you know, I don't know what the ideal quarterback is for Sean Payton. He had Drew Brees. Who's like Drew Brees? No. Yeah, Paul. I have a weird question. You know how, let's say David Tepper, the billionaire owner of the Panthers, wants to get Sean Payton. He has to give up multiple draft picks to the Saints, right, to get permission? Yeah. Is there a way he could buy Sean Payton and not give up draft picks? Would that be allowed by the NFL? Because, like, if I'm David Pepper, David Tepper, I'd rather give a check for $25 million because I'm a billionaire to the Saints than I would to give up three first-round draft picks. I don't think you can give that kind of monetary compensation. Should we ask Florio? Because that, I mean... I don't want to lose those draft picks. Yeah. Because then now Sean Payton goes in without draft capital. Yeah, that's another thing. If you're Sean Payton and you go someplace, what are you giving up to get me? How much are you giving up to get me? What if Sean Payton looks at these jobs and goes, nah, I'm going to go back into TV. Maybe next year. Because there'll be, what, four or five openings next year. Because I don't know... It, it, does he cool off if he goes back to TV? Probably not. At some point he would, though, right? Yeah, he would. Well, that's when they they realize that you don't want to coach anymore. Like Bill Cower was on the list, and then they realized Bill Cower was not going to coach again, or Tony Dungy. It took a while. You know, uh, John Gruden, uh, is he going to come back? No, he's not going to come back. Well, he shouldn't come back. He's going to stay in TV. Wait, the Raiders just offered $100 million? All right, I'll take that gig. Because if you take it, and let's say you spend four years, if you're Sean Payton, and you make $100 million, you can always go back into TV. I mean, I don't know what the reviews are of him on TV, but it seemed like he did a pretty good job and had some interesting stories to tell. But I, I don't know if there's a situation where he goes that of course i'm going to take that i have to take that job yes he how big of a window do you think coaches like that have when they're they're they left coaching but they're on tv how much how big is the window before the game passes them by in terms of like strategy and you know the offensive game changing and oh i don't think that that is what would pa- pass you by because you're in tv discussing all of these things and you're around great football minds. Mm. Uh, you know, John Gruden took nine years off, and it didn't impact the Raiders wanting him to be their head coach. I'm going to guess if Tony Dungy wanted to coach again, it wouldn't be the philosophy or strategy. And he got offers, you know, a few years ago. The Lions wanted him. So I, I think that, you know, I think it's interesting if you stay out, but you're still talking football all the time. Jason Garrett, Football Night America, and uh, their coverage of the divisional playoffs begins Saturday at 3 Eastern. Football Night America from Kansas City as the Chiefs host Jacksonville. Good to talk to you again, Jason. Which opening do you think is the best right now? Ooh, um, great question. Uh, I think it depends on the coach. Let's say Sean Payton. Yeah, I think the things that, that Sean will value – uh, are, are things that a lot of people value, and, and I think maybe he has some more um, uh, options than most. 
Uh, I think more than anything else, he wants a structure in an organization where he has clout and he has, um, you know, a, a decision-making power that, you know, makes everything kind of stop with him. Uh, and and so I think that's probably that's probably line one for him. Uh, resources in the organization to make decisions, uh, to go get players. And having a big budget, I think that's a big thing. And and I think it, it, the other part of it is the quarterback situation. Um, you know, Sean was very fortunate in in New Orleans to have a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees, and they were a tremendous collaboration. But but I think he he recognized that it was harder his last year when Drew Brees wasn't there. So having a plan at quarterback, whether the guy's in place or whether there's no one's in place, so he can go get a guy to be his next Drew Brees. I think those are probably the biggest factors for him. Okay. Taking all of that into consideration, which team fits that criteria? Um, two, two ways to go. Sean has to, Sean has to decide what his feelings are about Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Does, does he see those guys as people he wants to work with? Obviously both have been very accomplished players. Russell Wilson is a nine time pro bowler. And obviously, it wasn't his best year in Denver this past year, but he's had a ton of success. You know, he could potentially be a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, does Sean see him as someone he can kind of get right and get playing to the level that he played at before? Uh, certainly, the 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 people in Denver have an immense amount of resources. The Walmart family and all of that. Uh, Denver's a great place to live. It's a great history and tradition in that organization. So. Uh, you know, George Payton, who's the general manager there, fantastic person. So, you know, I, I, that could be attractive to him. Uh, again, what's his feeling on Kyler Murray? Uh, there's a commitment in Arizona to Kyler Murray for a long time. How does that work out? Uh, I, I got to believe that, you know, he would have, have a lot of say in what goes on there going forward. But then Carolina, you know, there's a lot of money there in Carolina. There is no established quarterback. Maybe that's a better way to go. <laughs> where you don't have a guy and you can kind of clean the slate. So, you know, we, we can argue him a hundred different ways. I think as much as anything else, when he's traveling the country, visiting with people, it's going to be a gut instinct and a gut feel for what he thinks is the best environment. Take us through the interviewing process when you got the Cowboys job. So when you get off the plane, <laughs> then what happens? Like, take us through the steps of how many interviews – how many people are you selling yourself to Jerry Jones? My philosophy of the franchise. This is what I see. This is the you know the uh, crystal ball. Do you want the real story, Dan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good story. It's a long story. Um, you know, I was coaching with the Miami Dolphins at the time. Uh, I just finished playing, and then Nick Saban became the head coach there. And uh, and so I was a quarterback with the Dolphins my last year for the last part of the season. And a couple of weeks later, I became their quarterback coach. And I did that for a couple of years. Then Coach Saban went to uh, went to Alabama and uh, Cam Cameron was hired as the Dolphins head coach. And I wasn't going to be there, but I was still with them, but I was under contract. So I was going to kind of see what the potential options were, maybe in college football. Um, and just kind of play it out a little bit. So I, I go to the, I go to the Senior Bowl wearing my uh, Miami Dolphins gear, and uh, and and Coach Parcells retires from the Cowboys uh, on Monday of that week. So I'm at the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, and I'm at practice, and I get a phone call, 
And uh, it's, uh, you know, some people from the Dolphins saying that the Cowboys want to visit with me about this job. And, uh, you know, Wayne Huizenga was the owner of the, of the Dolphins at the time, and he and Jerry Jones obviously have a relationship, and, and they talked. And uh, Jerry had explained to him that, you know, I had been a player for the Cowboys for eight years, and that had been a big part of my life before, and he'd love to have a visit with me, even though I was under contract. And so the, the, the deal was you have it till 12 noon on Thursday. You have this window to talk and figure something out. So uh, I kind of get all my stuff together and I leave early Wednesday morning to, to, to go from Mobile, Alabama to Dallas. And it was kind of a surreal experience. I think the flight was, was literally at 6 a.m. And, and I get to the airport early and there had been a WWE event in Mobile the night before. So, so I'm, <laughs> I'm on this little plane uh, from Mobile to Dallas with all these professional wrestlers. And uh, so I'm in line with these guys. I'm like, who are you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, we had this big event the night before. And, you know, these, I mean, there were like 10 of them, you know, men and women. And it was like the crazy, you know, it was dark and misty out. I'm like, where am I right now? What am I doing? And uh, so anyway, I got my Dolphins gear on and, I, and I'm heading to Dallas. And I get there early. I get there like eight o'clock in the morning and I go over to Valley Ranch, the old facility and and uh, I just spent the day with Jerry and Steven, and uh, and we just talked all about kind of what the idea would be. Now, you got to remember that the Cowboys didn't have a head coach, so it was, you know, I'm, I'm two years into coaching. So, you know, what is this for? Is this for the head coach? Is this for a coordinator position? You know, why are we talking? So we kind of explained all of that and, and, you know, what my philosophy would be and how I would build a program and, and, and everything. And so it went on all day long. And I've known Jerry for years and Stephen for years, but we just spent a lot of time together uh, that day. And it ended up at, at like two o'clock in the morning at this place, Al Bernays in Dallas, which is kind of this famous steak place in the back, just listening to uh, Stephen and Jerry and us having a great conversation. And, and, when when you when you play it back, I'd probably gotten up at three o'clock in the morning in Mobile, and that was about two o'clock. So I've been up for about twenty three straight hours <laughs> <laughs> talking philosophy. And Were you offered the job at the steakhouse? What's that? Were you offered the job at the steakhouse? No. Uh, St Stephen told me later the stamina that I had that day was really <laughs> impressive to Jerry. <laughs> when did they um, offer you the job? Uh, I can't remember. You know, we talked about it the next day, and 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 eventually, we said, "Hey, don't leave. We're going to figure something out here." Wow. And uh, and so before twelve noon on Thursday, which was the deadline, we decided that I was going to stay in Dallas in some capacity. Did you ever think that maybe it was too much for you too soon after your playing career, with not having a long coaching history? Well, it, it certainly happened fast. There's no question about that. Um, but but I had been in football for a long time, and I was fortunate to be around really good people. And eventually I be, I was named the offensive coordinator, and you rely on your experiences with Norv Turner and Ernie Zampezi and Sean Payton and John Gruden and, and, and a lot of those guys that I was fortunate to be around. And, uh, you know, you dive in. You know, when you get when you've got your first – job at ESPN, you probably weren't ready. You dive in, you figure it out, you make your mistakes, you keep going, and that's what we did. 
We're talking to Jason Garrett, Football Night in America. Would you rather have a cocky quarterback or a confident quarterback? Um, I think in order to be great, you have to you have to be on the edge of cockiness. I think cocky matters. As long as cocky doesn't mean that you're not willing to go through the steps to prepare the right way. You know, um, I, I think that's an important thing. Uh, like having Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Toes, yeah. the, toes the line. Yeah, love him. He, he's got he's got swagger. That's his personality. That's who he is. Uh, he clearly works at it. He clearly cares about it. He clearly respects the process and who he's going against. But he's got a little he's got a little edge to him, and uh, he's got some fantastic outfits. He likes to express himself that way. <laughs> but but you know he he when he gets in that huddle, he's in charge, and I think that's what's most important. We talked to Tony Dungy yesterday, and he said after the third miss by the Cowboys kicker, he would have benched him and then just gone for two after that. What do you think of that philosophy? What would you have done in that situation? Well, you know, I think it was probably easier for them to stick with him because the game was out of hand. Um, You know, my instinct, and and probably I'm biased towards Brett Maher because he was a really good kicker for us, yeah, I probably would have stuck with him and kept giving him chances, knowing that he was had to kick his way out of it. But Tony makes a great point. You know, if that game is close and it's, you know, 24-24, <laughs> you know, what do you do there? Yes. And uh, those become harder decisions. You ever yelled at a kicker? Uh, I don't think I ever yelled at a kicker. We don't yell at kickers, do we? It's, yeah. We put our arms around kickers, don't we? We, we, we treat yeah. them differently than we do anybody else, right? Yeah, it's 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 interesting that there's uh, a fragility to kickers that you know kind of comes with <laughs> <laughs> with the with the position. So uh, you treat them with kid gloves. <laughs> Have you seen uh, enough of Trevor Lawrence? Does he enter into that picture with Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or you know these younger quarterbacks? Is he there yet? I, I don't think he's there yet, okay. but boy, he's on his way. And, uh, you know, t- talk about a great marriage between him and Doug Peterson and that offensive staff. You see marked improvement in him over the course of the year. And, you know, as much as anything else, you know, a couple of things you're always trying to teach your quarterbacks is quick and decisive. You know, go back, make your decisions, get the ball out of your hand. I think that's such an important trait for guys. And uh, it goes back to a little bit what we're talking about, confidence and cockiness and preparation, all of that gets manifested in those qualities. He's quick, he's decisive, he's getting it out of his hand, and he really looks like a different quarterback the last half of this year. How's TV treating you? It's been great. I've, I've really enjoyed it. You know, you know the people at NBC are first class, and you know what's been fun about it for me, Dan, is I, I go in knowing that I, I don't know how to do this, and you try to have a humility about that, but you're also going to dive in and try to get it done, and They've been so good in being supportive and positive with me, but also very instructive, which I've appreciated. I actually said that to him. I said, the only thing I'm going to be mad at you is if you don't tell me, I'm coachable. Just tell me. If it's not good, just tell me, and I'll try to figure it out and make it better the next time. And everybody at NBC has been great in that regard. How close did you come to taking the Stanford job? You know, it's an intriguing place. It really is. I've always had great admiration for it, and that's why I went out there and visited with him. Uh, you know, you get a chance to talk to uh, Andrew Luck and Condoleezza Rice and Bruce Dunleavy and Bernard Muir. Bernard Muir is the 
AD at Stanford and Bruce Dunleavy is a distinguished alum. And <laughs> you're talking about being the head coach out there. It was a really fun experience, stimulating experience. But, you know, at the end of it, the college landscape is changing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you embrace the standards at a place like Stanford. You want to coach those kinds of kids who are so driven. But with Transfer Portal and NIL and a lot of the other factors, it, it might be hard to win an environment like that. So I was thankful for the opportunity, but uh, I'm glad I did what I did. Yeah. Who would have thought that the NFL would be simpler than college football? But it's the case. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And only getting crazier here until they understand what NIL is. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really hoping they somehow put some curbs on these things. And I don't know how they do it. Um, you know, I think it's good. NIL is a good thing in concept, but hopefully it gets used the right way to benefit the kids and not to, you know, uh, too much uh, recruiting of high school kids and, and, and transfers uh, is a bad thing using NIL. So hopefully they can get that all sorted out. Thanks for sharing the story there with the Cowboys job and uh, have fun in Kansas City. Great to talk to you again, Jace. I always love talking to you, Dan. That's Jason Garrett, Football Night in America. It'll be football afternoon in America. They got Kansas City and the Jags. That'll uh, be starting, I think, at 3 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. We'll take a break. We've got our play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's been still on the line. Get off the show. Oh, off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Oh my god. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side got it. I got play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Morant with it. Three second differential. Blows by Aquaro into the lane. Lays it up. No good. Tapped by Adams. He's home. Morant gets to the window. Missed the layup with the left hand. Adams puts the Grizzlies up one. Grizzlies Radio Network, play of the day, beating the Cavs 115-114. They've also scored at least 115 points in each of their last 11 games. First team to do that since the 1982-83 Denver Nuggets. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Same game parlays. Pocket more cash when you combine multiple bets from one game. Download the app. Sign up with the code PATRICK. Get a special offer. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Also, Dan Patrick takes a gamble. That podcast later today will drop, as the kids like to say, Shea and Irving, Bad Larry, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. I mentioned to uh, Jason Garrett, would you rather have a cocky or a confident quarterback? If you're successful and you're cocky, are you cocky? Because Larry Bird was cocky, but he was successful. I don't know if people labeled him cocky. He was just very confident. Yeah, Marv. Speaking of the Grizzlies, who were just our player of the day, I think that's your issue with them. They're cocky, and they haven't accomplished anything. Joe Burrow won a national title and arguably had the greatest single season in college football history as a quarterback and took the Bengals, the Bengals, to the Super Bowl. Here's Joe Burrow and ask a question about being on the road, being an underdog. Yeah, it's always, I always enjoy going on the road. It's uh, just you and your guys. feels like it's you against the world, and that's, that's where we like to be. Do you feel like an underdog going into this game? I never feel like an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the last part of that, where you go, <laughs> 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 are you going to be kidding me? Yeah, Todd. Yeah, that sound effect tells it all about his cockiness. It's great. Yeah, Paul. Like you said, when you're winning, when you're rolling, it's great. Last week he was asked, what's the window for Bengals winning a title? He's like, my career. That's his answer. My career is the window. Yeah, I agree. Mike in Connecticut. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. How are you? Great, Mike. Uh, 5'9", 180, first timer. Hey, listen, Dan. I'm a Cowboy fan and a golfer, and I couldn't help but feel bad for Brett Maher the other night. So I was 
thinking about fast forward to this weekend and imagine in this scenario, under two minutes, Cowboys are driving, down 14-12, Dak is struggling, but it's Brett Maher that's keeping him in the game. He's kicked four 45-yard-plus field goals. He's feeling it. All we need now is Dak to just score a touchdown or put him in field goal position so Brett can make the game-winning field goal. These, you know what? It's regular season and postseason, Mike. Big difference there. And I said I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to a chance for Brett Maher to win the game. Dallas is a three-and-a-half-point underdog. But it just feels like the story is going to play out that way. I mean, it's going to be must-see TV. Dallas scores a touchdown. You're going to you're going to stay there for that extra point, and and you're going to analyze. It. You know, they they're going to analyze everything about that kick. Was it right down the middle? Did it just get in the upright? Did he look confident? Is it a big sigh of relief? And even the second one. You're going to go, okay, he did the first one, now the second one. Because as the pressure mounts, as the game moves on, now all of a sudden you get to the fourth quarter, and does he revert back to what we saw in Tampa? Yeah, Marv. If he makes that first extra point saying they score a touchdown, yeah. does the sideline go crazy for the Cowboys? Like, do they get amped for him? I don't. I wouldn't. I would be like, all right, man, that's the way it should be. Let's go. I wouldn't be like, holy crap, you made one. Yeah. You could think it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Todd. I think when Brett Maher is in, you fake the extra point. And when you want to legitimately take the extra point, that's when Vizcaino comes in. Well, the they just brought in. I don't think you're going to have two kickers on the roster in San Francisco. You brought in a kicker. They said they weren't going to, but uh, they have a practice squad kicker that Fritzy was alluding to. Yeah, you're not going to have waste one of your roster spots on another kicker. Just to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Hour two coming up. The big swagoo, Marcus Spears, will join us. More phone calls as well. A lot to talk about on this Thursday. Hour two coming up. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.